Virgil Stanescu and welcome back to Sporty Talks. After a long summer break, I'm coming back with a great guest, a good friend of mine, the country manager of MasterCard Romania, a person that challenges me all the time with his opinions about sport. We are also talking about what MasterCard is doing globally or locally in sport and believe me, it's a lot. But I will not keep you guessing, so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Cosmin Vladimirescu. Hi Cosmin, first of all, thank you for having me here uh, in your headquarters, in MasterCard headquarters. Uh, thank you for accepting uh, this challenge of one hour discussion. We're gonna we're gonna talk about everything, sports, business, hopefully awesome. uh, technology. I know that your uh, your implication, personal implication, is sport is big. Your kids are doing a lot of sport. You yeah, are a do. sport person. Um, how are you today? And um, you know, thinking of you as a young CEO, you are a young CEO. You've been here in Mastercard for what eight years and a half, just. Just the, uh, I've been with Mastercard country. since 2007, so I'm finishing my 11th year here. Oof. Yeah, and I'm running the the Bucharest office since five years ago. Yeah, and also Moldavia, right? Uh, no, only Romania. Only Romania. No, Moldova is part of a different region. Ah, uh, okay, okay. It's been a long time, and you've been through some big changes. Here. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good uh, ones. Good ones. Good <laughs> ones. And and you know we're. Um, Looking, looking at what you guys do, and uh, Bucharest is in a bubble, right? I mean, Bucharest, uh, maybe Bucharest a few other is cities. A, yeah, yeah, Bucharest is a bubble. Yeah. So, and, and we think you know everything is like that, but you you having hard time penetrating the whole country, like you have. Yeah, to we really... do, we do, because Romania is a very contrasting country. In each of the fields, you have uh, basically two Romanias. Uh, it doesn't apply only to financial inclusion or financial education. Uh, it applies to everything. You have two countries, basically. You have uh, the urban uh, country, where half of the population lives and they are uh, financially savvy, they have uh, financial products, they know how to use them, they have technology. Uh, and uh, we have the second Romania, which is the other half of the population, which lives in the rural area. And in most of the times, they don't even have an indoor uh, toilet, right? They are not connected to the public sewage system. Imagine that. And yet we have the fastest internet on the planet, but we lag behind pretty much all the EU countries uh, when we are talking about the DESI score. So the... Um, the DESI score, which measures the level of digitalization of a country's economy. Okay, okay. So we're, we're the last ones in uh, in Europe. Okay, and 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 Mastercard it's it's a company that actually like cares about that. Like uh, I actually it's that's the business. It's it's yeah. You, you can you can say that. that. Yeah, you, you have to have that, and you have to educate people. Yeah, and for us, you know, it's. Uh, I choose to, to look at it as an opportunity, right? I would always rather live in a country like Romania uh, than Sweden or any, uh, any other Nordic country. Because in Romania, there's plenty of stuff that you could do. And it is not an easy task, but it's a task that we gladly uh, take on. So what's your priority right now? 
I mean, if you have to like catching catching up finger. with catching up with the rest of the EU countries, yeah, <laughs> preaching about the well. benefits of the electronic payments, which it can help in a tremendous number of ways, from I know widening the economy because we do have a, a massive problem with that, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is a very strong correlation between the level of electronic payments and the level of fiscalization of a country. Uh, and guess what? Romania is the second last country in EU in terms of electronic payments, but also is leading the, the, um, uh, the pack of countries which are uh, eluding fiscality. So yeah. it's, a, it's a close connection in that? It is a very close connection, yeah. We have 7 8%, let's say 10% of all the payments in the country are done electronically, which doesn't mean necessarily cuts all other electronic payments methods. Uh, and on the other hand, you have 28% of the GDP sitting in the grey economy and not being fiscalized and taxed, yeah. yeah well, you're talking about a country that is a big chunk of it doesn't even have like bank accounts like yeah to, from that point 45 percent to 45 45 percent to be precise yeah and how, how much is that growing it is growing like people i mean with, with accounts listen it's it's uh it's irrelevant right and i'm getting ready for my discussion with my with my boss right so what i'm telling him is that our numbers are staggering. We are growing at an accelerated rate. It looks awesome. Yeah, it does because the base is too low, right? And percentage-wise, we are growing 50%, which is amazing. Huge, yeah. It's huge. But that's only because the base is, is very low. We are evolving, yeah? Uh, it's a constant evolution. But I'm not looking for revolution. I'm looking for a revolution. Oh, yeah, that, that's that. I was just thinking about that. You you talking about growing basic things when other people are changing paradigms. Yeah. Like we were thinking of, you know, we we getting to the point that you have a bank account, but other people thinking about where the technology is changing the whole, you know, idea and the whole concept. And how much can you be like? innovative in this thing because you you have to go basic and you cannot go to the top i think that innovation and technology is not an option for romania it's a must it's the only way that we could leap forward yeah that's the beauty of it uh, we are lagging behind other countries but we are open to technology and innovation we we like that in our bubble in all romania not not only in our bubble Right. Look at the penetration of smartphones in Romania. It's huge. So Romanians do like technology. They don't know how to put that to good use yet. But once the technology is, is in their hands, it's our duty, our job, to find a way to financially include these people, not through the regular way, the way it has been done for the last 30 years, through bank branches and um, classic products and stuff like that. We need, we need to find something new, something different. Yeah? Opening an account shouldn't mean anymore that you have to go into a, a bank trip, branch right. with your ID, signing uh, tons of documents. You can do it online via the, the camera of your smartphone. So how long the branch is going to be 
around because it looks they will like be around they will be around there's there's a need for for branches uh, and we don't have that many look like looks like it's a segment of, of fintech that is growing with with uh, banks online banks like I don't know Revolut or, or things like that that you know just changes the game of uh, of the payments sure. and I, I know you guys are involved in that also because I saw my MasterCard on it. So it's um, uh, it's going to be a tough place for banks to keep up. Sure, but help. It's it's a game, yeah. It's a game which is played by a team, not by a single player. Think of it this way, right? The banking system is the LeBron James, right? Okay. <laughs> There's five guys in a team, right? There are some some other four guys playing with him uh, in the Lakers team, right? Right, but he's changing the game. So He's changing it, the game. Is is the branch going to be obsolete? That those those system that that the the banks have right now, are they going to be obsolete and something new coming up or us being in Romania way behind other countries, we still going to have that need of of cash, of uh, you know, envelopes <laughs> and not not cards. I think that cash is going to stay with us a little longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's difficult for me to assess a, sun, a sunset date for for cash in Romania. Uh, of uh, course, it will happen. Yeah, and I'm not pushing away cash. I'm not saying that cash is dirty. Uh, don't use it. It's not safe. It's fueling up the the gray economy. I'm saying just give a try to something newer and brighter and better, which opens the commerce for you at a worldwide level. Yeah, Cash is limiting. You can only use cash in the next door uh, shop. If you want to go online, if you want to compare the prices, uh, find the, be the best product for you, you need to, to do e-com, right? You can't order something on Amazon or eBay and paying cash and delivery. Right, and and now thinking of Mastercard, you're like you have to educate people. I mean, it, it's yeah. not it's not only you know doing your your business, but part of the business is to educate people to see those advantages. Yes, uh, educating people uh, financially, it's like an ABC, mm -hmm. most of it. How does that help the, the thing, or is it just a responsibility that you have? It's a responsibility, it's a must, and it's something that we gladly do. And we are always trying to, to find new ways of doing that, to reaching uh, the new customers, the new consumers. Where are you going? Where are you going with that? How young? We start as early as possible. From what does that mean? Uh, second grade. That's young? Yeah. And, and you do just like... And you know what happens? financial uh, well uh, we are supporting uh, an NGO who has uh, put together a couple of books which are now included in the optional um, uh, things that you can learn in the in the primary school uh, and many of the schools have opted in mm -hmm. and we are helping them developing these these uh, manuals these uh, these books trying to get the basic information through to children in an easy and entertaining way. It's a challenge. It's not, it's not very easy to do that, 
but I have to agree, to agree it's it's something that my kids are helping me with. So you I have, have two boys, right? I have two two sons. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're both in sports. I know. Yeah, that. twelve and eight. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about that, and uh, you're you're very implicated in sports. You as Cosmin and you as Mastercard. Mm -hmm. Mastercard is doing on on a global level huge things with sports. Mm -hmm. uh, how come? Why why sports? I mean, I'm I'm sure you do also some other with things. But sport is, is a, it's a vector, it's a direction that you it have. It is, because it has been a source of inspiration for, for us, for MasterCard, for me personally, and I totally see it as a source of inspiration for the masses, for all the people. And uh, talking about kids and education, I also do believe that sports is uh, applied class from the first grade. Like you learn, you actually learn what you need further on, even if you don't do like high performance sports but if you do some some kind of sports it teaches you you know uh, responsibility uh, teamwork fair play all, all kind of stuff that every human resource department is actually trying to educate people yeah. in, in that's, companies that's so so a lot of people have a I don't know they, they overlook the importance of it in the in the young age and Which is they a think, shame. yeah, it is a shame because they think you know they can do the math problems in the, the physical education hour that they have at school. Your kids are in basketball. Yeah, and uh, we, we've been talking before about about that. And why why did you choose basketball? Or basketball sports? basketball was one of the options which I presented to my kids. I never knew, I didn't knew back then that they have a talent in in that, and it will it will grow on them. As much as he did, so basically I started when my kids were four, with plenty of sports, right? From riding a bike or uh, learning how to swim or to ski, to football maybe a little, basketball. They tried a lot, and in the end, this is what they what they chose for for themselves. It wasn't me who, who was pushing them. Although I have to admit, I was a little biased, though. I I knew exactly to whom to take them, and actually they started with my with my own coach, right? Um, you played basketball. I used to play when I was a kid, yeah. So I'm very happy that I kept in touch with uh, with my coach family, and uh, I'm very happy that he is now 76 and he is still coaching. And he has been a source of inspiration not only for myself. You're talking about Sandulaki, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great. Dan yeah, he's a great coach. And he's a great person, and he's somebody that you know can knew how to get to the to the young exactly. people and to the exactly. young kids and and teaches them more than just basketball. Yeah. Which is that that's we were talking before. That that's the important stuff. That I know I'm I'm a little partial with with basketball playing so much, but I think it's a great sport because it's so dynamic and it gives a reward to the kids right away. All the kids gonna, you know, score a basket. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a sport that you can easily go, you know, knock on the door and say, hey, let's go out to play some basketball. You cannot do that with, with uh, I don't know, uh, rowing or uh, rugby or with uh, whatever. There are few sports, it's not a competition between sports, of course it's, it's an open thing for all the kids, and it's best to, to play any sport. Uh, but and yet, yet, sorry to interrupt you, yet you 
I mean, you don't need much to play basketball, right? Right. But the pity is 99% of the schools which have a basketball court in Veryagd are closed to public. Well, don't, you you, yeah, you don't can't go in there, you can't rent the place, you can't do anything, no. right? I have, a, I have a school, which is like 200 meters from, from my house, uh, and we need to go in the park to play basketball, which is like two kilometers away, instead of playing in the, in the courtyard of the school. That is safe. Where it's, it's safe, safe yeah. And I mean, schools should be a place which gather people around something, yeah. A community. A community, right. yeah. And yet we we have chosen to to keep the the gates locked and the big lock on the on the gates uh, throughout the the summer, uh, through the holidays, uh, weekends, and all that. Yeah, it's, don't it's start a me pity. on that because we had actually an uh, an initiative in opening the schools uh, yards. And uh, you you'll hear more about us and with that in in some time because we already started, we already tried, but it's it's just an ongoing thing. But going back is um, I I believe that it's important for any sport. Like you you cannot just take a kid of six, four, six, seven, whatever to a sport and say okay, unless it's gymnastics that they you know they used to do that, but. Uh, it's good to take him around and see what he, the kids like yeah. and uh, to see how that is important. So now, now as a parent of kids, of your kids, how you see them playing, how you, how, how you see them change, what was important in that, how, how much you like it. I love it. I love it. But, uh, but it's a sacrifice. Like it you, is, you don't have weekends uh, now. Well, yeah. I, yeah. We, we don't have weekends. We don't so, have. so you're playing basketball all over again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. Although, the level, the intensity uh, is much higher now. It is. It is. Yeah. I remember when I started, and I started late, I was not doing five practices a week. Uh, like, you know, five days a week practices like kids now when they're 16, 15, 14, they're doing. Well, not at that age. Probably at 12, they're doing three, maybe. Right? Three in the games. Well, the little one, which is eight and a half, does... I think four practices uh, a week, and then he has uh, matches over the weekend. Uh, the big one, which is not that big, is only 12. Uh, I think he does at least six or seven uh, different practices throughout the week. And he's okay with that? Yeah, he's nuts about it. I mean, <laughs> he, he is mental about it. The guy is doing his homework in advance in order to free up his schedule so that he could go to the gym one more time a week. Uh, he's not he's not even telling me or his mom about that. He's setting up his his next practice with the with the coach, with the trainer. And it's not only basketball, is um, is fitness as well and uh, he goes to to the gym and he is absolutely in love with the with the coach that he has there. It's like their own secret thing agenda, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great thing, and you using that as a leverage anytime. Like, hey, you have to do that, or you're not going to basketball anymore. That's the ultimate leverage that I could get on him. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying. He's sitting. He's sitting very high, right next to his to his phone. Yeah. So uh, I never had to to resort to that. That's uh, good. That's good because I actually. Uh, 
with also my 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 son is uh, nine years well he's turning ten soon and he's doing basketball of course mm-hmm. uh, also with others like you know like uh, athletics or he was in swimming and and everything but he liked that he liked basketball I wonder why <laughs> uh, but we kind of decided never to use this as uh, okay you don't do your homework so you're not going to basketball because I don't think it's one without another. I think also sports of any kind, like I said, is part of kids' education. So I'm not going to say, hey, you don't do homeworks, you're not going to math classes. You know, mm-hmm. you're not saying that. Why would you say that with, uh, with basketball or with sport? So it, it's important for them to know. And also, how important is the coach in your... In your uh, it's kids? crucial. It's uh, crucial without, without having that very close personal connection you can't do high performance. You can't do anything. You will just give up. I mean, the coach needs to be a leader. He needs to be inspirational. Um, Are you going to practices? You're staying in practice? I'm not allowed to. Good. I, I was hoping for that. I was hoping for that. A lot of parents think, I you will, know. I would gladly go, but I'm not allowed to. I know, I know. I know, and this is the right thing. A lot of parents would say, hey, why, why you don't let me practice? I need to say, it, it's a thing for the kid. Because if you if you talk to because your... Because it, it needs to be different. Yeah, There's the a different authority type is of different. coach than, than the parents, right? And kids need that. They need that diversity. Yeah. He, he needs to learn who's the authority and the coach is the authority in practice. So he yeah. should not look at the parents. So a lot of parents need to uh, understand that. And okay, what about everything else? The whole surrounding of basketball or any team sports. And he's going to, to training, to uh, uh, training camps and going away from yeah. you. And yeah, they, they do all that. They do all that. And you know what's the beauty of it? It has. A contagion effect it is contagious to the people to the kids surrounding them everybody in in their class in their group all their friends they want to play basketball as well which yeah. I think is great I mean being that type of inspiring leader in your community that's a very good thing to earn to gain in the early stages of life. So you see a difference between your kids and the guys that are not around there? Like yes, you, yes you I see, do. And do you think that's that's just how you raise your kids or the sports? No, it's because of the sports. Yeah, I have some friends. I don't have to take credit for that. It's, it's the sports. Yeah, I, I had a I talked before with uh, Stevan Langroning and mm-hmm. from uh, Raiffeisen and uh, many times we, we've been talking publicly together and he said that one of the first thing he said I learned more from sports than anything else and yeah. at the school and then um, it's like you know for me it's great to hear some people talking about that because it's important for people getting out of that idea that the athlete is is like just somebody that is not educated that this is just a choice it's never gonna be with my kids or with people that I'm talking to it's never gonna be sports or school yeah it's it's both and it's, it's both. important for athletes to get educated and to be able to translate what they learn in sports to you know with formal education to something else regardless if it's a high performance or not so that's why in, in we we're talking earlier with the I believe that kids 
of certain age, sport is just a method of education and they need, you know, basketball is important, but it's important also to learn those soft skills that they learn through sport. And uh, this is the, the, the thing that a coach has to do to teach them those soft skills early age, you know, determination, getting out of the comfort zone and, and things like that. Do you think it's okay with your coaches doing that? Like you, yeah. You see them doing that? Yeah, definitely. You yeah. would like them to do something else or more? You're a leader. You're a, you're a person that, you know, you, you lead people. And how hard is it for you to sit on the side and I, I'm sure you, you oh, don't it, agree with everything. It's, but just, it's killing me. <laughs> it is, right? It is so difficult, yeah. Because I, I don't always agree with, with the decisions of the, of the coach. Um, I'm trying to... I'm trying to apply those decisions not only to my kids but the rest of the team. I'm wondering, I'm always questioning the decisions that he's taking towards the team or the team's success, uh, and not only the ones related to my to my kids, right? And I, I'm trying to see the big picture. It's not easy. It's not no, easy. I'm, not. I'm overthinking it. I'm always analyzing. I'm always recording all the games. I'm watching them at home on my 150-inch screen in 4K <laughs> HDR, all that best of technology, just to see what went well, what went wrong. Um, and I'm always discussing after the matches with my with my kids. Also technical stuff? No, I'm, I'm trying to assess their own performance and I'm not talking about the decisions of the, of the coach. That's good. That's yeah. good because the coach is a coach. I know he might make some mistakes, but it's, it's good for him to have the credibility in front of the kids. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I'm, for example, I never, you know, question anything. And I, I'm sure I have a, a educated uh, opinion with my, uh, <laughs> with my kids and with my coaches, but I never question uh, with my kid the decision of the coaches. And mm -hmm. it's important not to do that because, you know, they're actually in charge of educating also my kids, which it's a tough job and <laughs> knowing, knowing them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is like on, that. On the other hand, we have to understand that having only one coach in life is not enough. And I'm referring to parents now. Okay, so our kids need more than that. So it's actually better for them to have a second or a third uh, coach, leader, a person who wants very good and um, is trying to inspire them. You know what's going to happen. We are complementing each other. You know what's going to happen. What should happen when you're like, your kids are like 14? You become the second coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. But you become, somehow you become the second coach, I assistant know. coach. I know. I, know. I, I went through this as a kid and I remember. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is, that, is that important sports for them and it becomes a, a vision for for future. Let's get back to MasterCard and, and a lot of that, that, that's why I think it's it's a direction of sport because it gives you that experience. And a lot of, I, I know your campaigns through time and it's all about experiences and, <laughs> and I think sport is probably one of the best experience in the world because it it's, it's considered like to have the effect of, you know, religion or nationality on, on social level. And it gives you that, you know, those feelings of 
winning or losing the roller coasters of emotions, right? Yeah. So it's how important is for your company to get in there? It's very important because sports is like a sixth ingredient, a glue which which puts together all all the people regardless of the religion, nationality, or anything. Yeah, and we want to be like that. We want to be part of the secret ingredient, which is uh, bringing people together. Our technology is universally applicable and is very relevant to, to all people, regardless of the city they were born in or where they live now. Yeah? Whether you're part of the, of the Google Romania or you live in, in Bucharest, it doesn't matter. You can use the same, the same tools. And we need to get to all these people And we are trying to do that through sports as well. Not to mention that we need educated people. And education starts with the, with the basics, with the, with the sports. Sports is the foundation of, of education. Then it doesn't matter if you're talking about mathematics or financial stuff. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw also, I think on your Facebook uh, some time ago, when you jumped in some gymnastics program just because you saw, you know, those kids need help. Yeah. What yeah. would you do different if if you take off your CEO hat and you put your sports hat on? What would you do different in sports? Do you think in Romania sports, what should be a first thing they should do different that we have to do? We need to to grow the basis. You, we need to 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 make sports, regardless of of the sport, available to all people. But you're growing the availability, growing uh, the number of uh, not professional players but amateur ones. Yeah, everybody should do sports. Everybody should be allowed to do sports. Everybody should have access to it. You're a fun financial educated person, and um, we, we can talk and and also educated with your kids, knowing what they need to to play sports. And it's mm -hmm. not cheap. It's not it's not cheap to fund a kid playing sports for the whole year and depends on sports other some sports more than others are more expensive the basketball is average mm -hmm. it's not like tennis tennis is very expensive to, to practice and to play uh, but basketball is average uh, how, how do you see your your spending uh, like not not through your you know financial situation but you know through giving back to, to those kids of supporting camps, games, equipment, and something, some things, those are not enough. It's like nutrition or, you yeah. know, the, the style of living that they have to sustain for them to grow, you know, strong and, and healthy. Yeah. How, how, how much do you think, you know, your kids spend? Like, not, not in a, in, is that okay? Is it too much? Is too little? We, we believe that we have enough money in sports, but we look only, you know, they have, they charging some practices, some rent in the gym, but it's much more than that. It's also technology. It's also way of practicing. It's also the needs that those, uh, those kids have. You know, do you think you, you would spend more on those kids global level? Because you said, okay, it's, it's important for the mass to practice, but do we have the money for the mass to practice? Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. I mean, 
you know, there's a new Creed movie coming out. You know, yeah, it just it, came it, out. out yeah. Creed, Creed two, right? And it takes up on the story uh, of Apollo Creed fighting Ivan Drago, right? Uh, and then Rocky Balboa fighting against against Ivan Drago. And I remember there's a there's a scene where both of them, uh, Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone, they are uh, practicing somewhere in, in Russia, in Siberia, and Dolph Lundgren uses all this new tech stuff. He's in the gym having 10 coaches, measuring his every movement. And then uh, Stallone is, uh, is cutting uh, wood in the forest and uh, he's running through the snow and all that. And, uh, the model of the story is that you, maybe you don't need all that techy stuff in order to to be good. I am spoiling my kids, right? Uh, it's difficult for me to to say no to whatever they're asking me, whether there's the latest pair of Kyrie Five shoes or God knows what. Uh, but you don't need that. You you need you need you need investments. You need you need to have money. You have to, you need to have proper food. You need to go to uh, trainings and practices and uh, basketball camps and, and all that but not to that level what you need to do is to put in the hard work you need to be committed you need to to work hard um, and that is something that the government should make available for everybody that level of practice should be available to to everybody and it's not difficult it is not that difficult. A, a country is run just like a company, yeah. And I'm sorry to say that it's not that complicated, yeah. Well. You need you need to fix the basic stuff. And I'm coming back to the discussion that we had before. Sorry to uh, uh, to do that uh, on the schools. I mean, I I don't want to to go into uh, a gym in the. Um, uh, in the uh, in the sports room in, in in a school for free I would gladly pay something to rent that gym in the in the public school next to my house and the school can use the money first to renovate the gym and the school and all that uh, and then they can put the money into a system which helps kids do sports and I'm not the only one we are not the only ones uh, there's hundreds, thousands of people just like us. Yeah, I think infrastructure is, is lacking big time in, in Romania because think of Bucharest uh, and we're talking about the schoolyard that is not open or we don't even have gyms. We, we do not, we ex except the, the school gyms, the, you know, it's, it's tough for a, a kids club to compete against a company's budget when they want to you know just rent for football employees football in the evening and it's it's a means of making money and I understand the school of renting out like that but you talk about okay about the nice shoes or nice equipment but I think we need means of practice educated coaches we need um, uh, just public schools maybe that they can do they can do sports like we're talking about the uh, uh, sported schools before before we starting uh, the recording we talk about how sports schools 
are like going down in means of practicing with kids and having kids and recruiting kids and and is not a lot of money into that so they cannot do that so public public sport is tough to to play because you don't have that money and again we're not talking about practice money that you practice three four five times a week but the the whole thing around it and you were talking about uh, uh, creed and, and this and that but I'm, I'm taking more national think about uh, Christina Nagu or Simona Halep like it's it's not fair that we have those number ones in Romania we don't deserve them it's it's an error of those those athletes that you know they put so much into it themselves and it's not they don't have a lot of support to be number one so we kid ourselves thinking that we can do sports because uh, and i had a discussion with uh octavian bell okay mm. so we're talking about gymnasts right the young young girls and he's like look comparing to the states or china or whoever it's our opponent let's take states and they recruit uh, on, on school level some girls for gymnastics and after that they compete in the city and they go th from and recruit from the city to compete in non-state and they recruit from state to go to nationals and uh, they recruit from nationals to go to olympics so they recruit four girls out of twenty thousand or so to to go to the olympics he has to recruit four out of six. How tough is that? What what do they need it's to impossible. do different? You know, it's how impossible. many trees they need to cut, you know, for them to compete at that level. So it, it's not all about the labor and the yeah, we're gonna have that material and it's it's great. Now looking of small countries like Croatia, Slovenia, uh, Serbia, that they just do sports like they, they kill everybody in Europe. Yeah. team sports and, and things like that and it's such a small country so we, we cannot have for example team sports competing at that level too many we have the national team the women national handball national team that is playing right now in European championship but it's they're not too many so yes we do need investments and we do need education in sport and we do need those we don't have enough money for that looks like it a lot of companies are looking into you know, social cases or what things, and and it's not anything wrong with that to you know to support. But sport is changing the country, and it's. I have a friend that said that he finished three schools: education, physical education, and sport. You mm -hmm. know, the, the the sport school, and uh, that that speaks big volume. And you are into sports, and it's it's great that you're there. So. How, how do you think, you know, and it's not only about your kid, it's about your kid's team. Yeah. Are they doing enough? Do they have enough stuff to, to play that sport? Is that enough, what they're doing? Maybe, maybe the teams in which my kids are playing do have all these things, or almost everything they need. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking about... Uh, about all the kids in the in the country, and it's obvious that they are that they lack so many things. And so we are in the bubble. We are we are in the bubble. Yeah, we are in the bubble, and it's a very tiny bubble compared right. to the size of the country. And, and I mean, it's a pity. Uh, I mean, 
Slovenia and Serbia, great teams and they are tiny countries, right? Romania is one of the, I think it's the seventh largest uh, European country. We have 20 million people and yet we can't put together a strong basketball team. Wow, that's, that's investments. I mean, we have but it's years of investments. There's not, there's not only uh, one single investment. Of course, but you need to have Romania a have like a two million euro budget per year, let's say. And if you want to compete in Europe, you find teams that are like that's a chop change. You know, 20, two million is just nothing. They they have 20, 30 million, and you cannot compete with that. And uh, you you cannot you don't have the the numbers of, of kids and playing at that level and we think they they do in junior too. like you see a kid twenty two years old and you say hey that, that's a great potential and it's wrong you see that great potential at sixteen at yeah. eighteen you don't see that twenty two anymore it's too late now you yeah. know I this is why I took my kid to basketball it was after European Championship in Cluj. When I saw kids at 18 playing in the NBA, of course, 17, 18, already playing in, in the NBA or, or high-level European clubs, and I'm thinking, you know, I started when I was 17 basketball. And uh, I wanted to for my kid to start around 11 or 12, and I realized that if he doesn't start early, he doesn't have a chance to be there. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be his choice, and uh, we're never going to push. He actually asked for a long time, hey, take me to basketball, you know, he wasn't born on the gym. <laughs> and, uh, but I realized how important it is to, to start playing, you know, and so sure. in, in a country like that, that, you know, we think 22 is a prospect, it's tough to, to play sports. Because you need to yeah, use that. I mean, we, it's obvious that we need to reset uh, all the uh, educational system. Yeah, We need a full reset. We need to rethink the, the whole thing over. We need to change everything. And we need to to admit that it's not going to, to be different in a, in a two years, three years time uh, span. The results will will come in fifteen years, but then we will have a different country, and all these people, all these kids, which will be the first beneficiaries of the new system, will be far better people than we are today. They will work harder. They will be much more devoted, smarter, faster, uh, more involved. And they will love the country more than than we do. Yeah, I, I believe so too. Rosmin, how much is your is sports in your life? Oh man, <laughs> your, uh, your personal, not, not the kids one, not not the kids, yours. It's a lot. I mean, you do a lot of sport. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm playing so. every every Friday. Uh, yeah, and I I really enjoy that. So what? Uh, you you leading a big company and uh, you're. Time management skills have to be, you know, in in some kind of good way because so much to do around here. Uh, what's your passions? What what you do? What what is something that Cosmin likes to do when when he's out of the office? Out of the office, if I'm not in the gym, if I'm not playing basketball, 
which as a matter of fact I'm playing with many of my colleagues and <laughs> friends from the business. Why, why don't you go to uh, you know one of those leagues? You know, yeah, I was I was thinking of yeah, that. Yeah, idea. I was thinking of that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we will. I like technology. I like I like gadgets. I like um, hi-fi stuff. I like uh, new video equi- equipment, audio equipment. I love cooking. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, technology is something that you also need at work and keep up. And um, what's what's something that is now? On your on your table of, of playing a, a, a toy a technology toy that you're playing with well I'm thinking of buying a new camera a video camera uh, with better autofocus in low light conditions so it would track my kids when they're playing <laughs> basketball better than what I have now so you're one of those parents on the sideline with a camera in your hand and taking Come on, man, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I have something like 40 games already there. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And they're, they're watching that? Uh, or, or it's just you? I hope they do. I hope they do. As a team, together with a coach, uh, analyzing the, the matches, their opponents, what they have done well, what wasn't so, so good. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hey, thank you very much for having me, and uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, pleasure was all mine. Always. Thank we, you. We can speak prior for a lot of times about sport. I know every time we, we meet, we, we speak a little, and uh, turning out to be a while. Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, the, this great time and this great discussion. Thank you. Thank you.